In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attentions of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locasestudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locasestudy.com and download your free copy today. Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage marketing. Hey, listeners, what's up? It's Jeff Zimfer, and welcome back to another episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio podcast. Hey, uh, heads up, if you guys don't know it and you want to connect with me more, you want to get access to more of the type of content you've been listening to and, or watching on video and enjoying, make sure you've joined our private Facebook group over at the, on Facebook at the Mortgage Marketing Radio Podcast private group. You can go to Facebook, you know, search it in the top search bar, search for um, Mortgage Marketing Radio Podcast, and then the group will come up. Just request to join. And there'll be a couple of questions to ask you before you come in. And love to have you as we do some additional uh, training, some content and things like that in there just for you guys as mortgage loan officers. We got some downloads and all that jazz. So that's kind of a way to extend the relationship, go a little bit deeper. Uh, secondly, is if you at all are interested in teaching agent classes, you may or may not know that I've got a free download over on my website the uh, main website, the umbrella company for all that I do called mortgagemarketinginstitute.com. What you'll see on there is the uh, ultimate guide to teaching agent classes. It's free, download it. It's basically you know a mini course in how to succeed in teaching agent classes. If you've been following me for any time, you know we've got tons of success stories and results. It's probably one of the top one or two ways for you to effectively and quickly get in front of real estate agents that convert to referrals. So go check that out, mortgagemarketinginstitute.com, right there on the homepage, the ultimate guide to teaching agent classes. I think you'll like it. So that said, my special guest this week, really honored to talk to industry veterans when I get the chance. And I find that sometimes when you interview people, right, there's some some kindred spirit kind of soul match happen. And, and so for me, this is just a really great, refreshing conversation um, that, uh, you know, feel, felt like that sort of for me. And I hope you guys enjoy listening to this. But my special guest is Greg Cowart, and he is with NFM Lending. He's been in the business 18 years. And in 2019, he did 220 units for $58 million and has been running pretty consistently at that for about eight years in a row. And so uh, I love the, the depth 
and and breadth, if you will, but mostly the depth of conversation that that Greg brings to the conversation. We talk a, a lot about how less is actually more, and that so much of like our, our, our culture, or let's let's just grow loan volume, let's add more units, and look, that might be relevant for where you are in your business, depending on how seasoned or new you are. But remember that sometimes less is more. Sometimes less referral partners is more. Sometimes less quote, leads is more. Sometimes less staff is more. Less overhead is more. It really depends on what do you want? What are you going to get clear on in your business, in your life? How do you want to design your business and your life? And I thought the conversation with Greg was very interesting because um, he has six core realtors that he works with. And his business, the sources of business are broken up like a 30-30-30. So realtors, uh, past client database, and then builders. And so he shares some pretty frank opinions about pursuing the builder market. And to know that uh, 30% of his business primarily comes from working with just six key referral partners. We talk about, you know, the kind of the customer pyramid and moving people up or down or off the pyramid and how his ability to, you've heard, maybe you've heard me say, go deep versus wide has created a lot of freedom in his business, less stress. We talk about his team setup and he's got uh, a loan officer on his team who's now handling 50% of his business. Uh, and just a great conversation around, oh, by the way, Greg's also a veteran user of BombBomb. Eight years he's been using BombBomb. So whether you've used BombBomb, you've heard things, you don't know, I hear all kinds of things about it. I think the way Greg uses it is probably the most successful way to use it. And um, right now, Greg's got 145 leads in the hopper from his three main referral sources. This isn't paid leads, paid ads, none of that kind of stuff. It's all from his fear of influence referrals, past client database. So I think this is a great kind of a crash course in uh, designing a mortgage origination practice that supports you and doesn't destroy you. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And without further ado, let's get into this week's show. Greg, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jeff. Happy to be here. Happy to have you. I know you're busy trying to enjoy. We're recording this on a Friday and um, this this time in the market, though, you know, you and I talked about lifestyle. How's that working, man? It's a pretty busy market, right? <laughs> yeah, I think the nature of the mortgage business is uh, change is constant. I think it's true in every business, but in here we are, and we've had interest rates dip here in the past seven to ten days, and uh, yeah, it's busy. Yeah, for sure. So, real quick, give me the refresher. Where in the where in the country again are you? Yeah, I'm talking to you out of Richmond, Virginia, right uh, capital of Virginia, uh, about two hours south of D.C. and two hours away from uh, Virginia Beach, right in the middle of Virginia. Okay. So last time we talked, I wrote down a couple of just like, you know, high points, bullet points and things like that, things that stood out to me that that's, you know, kind of unique to you for our conversation and, and for the listeners. One thing that jumps out, let's just get right after this, right, uh, is BombBomb. You're a BombBomb user for eight years. Yeah. Do you, did you get an award from the, from them about like the longest user or? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, we were at like a Keller Williams convention. I think they were there at the convention and I said, well, can mortgage people use this? And it was, it was one of those, if you catch it early enough, it's cheap and they have yeah. since taken over, but um, yeah, it's a great vehicle. I still, Jeff, probably don't use it to talk to macro enough people I mostly use it like after you and I finish this conversation, I might record a video and send it to you just saying thank you. So I'm almost using it like thank you cards or to explain a more complex process to a customer where it just doesn't work through email. Yeah. 
Are you using that to go over like uh, explain mortgage scenarios, closing costs, anything like that? Yeah, that's an example. Yeah, okay. it also could be some complex guideline they run into uh, regarding, you know, perhaps we talk about the fact that the VA just changed its funding fee. Um, and I might record a video that then sits in our outlook that I then am ready to go whenever that question comes. Rather than composing a long email, I can just send the client a general a general um, explanation of what's happened. And how do you find the open and watch rates with the bomb bomb video emails? You know, I'm. It's good and bad. I, I don't. I have no idea. Um, I'm not someone who's sending them out to a hundred, and therefore I'm curious to see how many um, have looked. I, I think it's probably pretty close to 100% because I'm only sending them out in a targeted way. I yeah. see that in BombBomb, but I've never looked at it. No, I bring that up. It's interesting because, uh, you know, I've talked to a number of people over the years about BombBomb and I hear different things. And it's and, and, and whenever I hear people say that, you know, they're not getting the open rates or the wash rates, it's more often than not that I find people are trying to use it as a broadcast tool instead of Correct. a one-to-one communication. That's right. That's right. And again, I think I'm driving a Ferrari in first gear and not turning the wheel with BombBomb. I'm not using it to what it can do. But, mm. you know, for the subscription price, it, it's yeah. pretty reasonable, right. even the way I'm using it. Yeah. And, and I think the real takeaway, at least for the context of what we're talking about here, is that that facilitates you to build some more deeper connection and trust with people because of the video. It's like you're almost there with them. Yeah, I'll give you an example. I recently have had two people who said to me, hey, I'm trying to get Jeff to call you, but he won't. And I have said, well, what's his email address? I'll send him a video. So I would, just like we're doing right now, say, hey, Jeff, I'm Greg. And, you know, love to meet with you. There's no charge for doing this. And uh, here's where we'd be sitting. Uh, I, I find it it really it's just such a more personal video. So wonderful, as you know, from your show, uh, what a great mechanism. And that client's a lot more likely to come hang out with me and talk about buying a house. Hmm. Okay. So give me a sense of, um, we just talked uh, right before we hit record for 2019, 220 units, 58 million, right? By the way, congratulations. Um, how does, how does that, I'm getting, this is where we go naturally curious and organic in our conversation. How does that rank for you? Uh, like compared to 2018, for example, is that, like a, a banner year for you, or is that you're pretty consistent at that level? Yeah. You know, when we talked last time, we talked about um, the beauty of this profession is that you set your own goals. Mm-hmm. You set, you create your own income and not all jobs allow that. Um, I have flatlined at 200 units and 60 million. I think I have done it uh, since 2012, 2013. So, in some ways, you could say, well, wow, that really is terrible. It sounds like you're just stuck. <laughs> and, and I think there's some truth there. But uh, in the, in, another thing is I'm just really, what I'm doing is pretty consistent. And it's real simple. So, um, yeah, thanks. I, uh, I think where I'm headed here at year 18 of doing this is how can I mm. do 200 units a year with less drama, yeah. with fewer hours? Um, and I, this is... I've made some big changes in my uh, mortgage branch here in the past uh, year. And this is what I'm excited about for 2020 is I'm almost whatever I've done in the past. I'm I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to try some new things. What do you mean? Any examples? Um, well, I, I have struggled with, um, be, I have struggled with control. 
I think that that's really common. Our names on the boilerplate here, you know, it's Greg mm-hmm. Cowart, and um, therefore the client must have me, and no one can do it as well as me. Uh, I, I've been coached heavily that if someone does something 80% as well as you, you should let them do it. That's a great, easy to understand phrase. Mm-hmm. But I think my implementation was poor. So I have a great team member. I wouldn't be here without her. Her name's Jesse. And just starting in 2020, she's taking half of our client appointments. Um, and it sounds crazy, but when, you know, we had 15 clients come in last week and these loan appointments take at least an hour. That's a lot of time that I would have been sitting in front of a customer. Now she's taking half of those. So that's just one example of me trying to not be afraid and move forward and yeah. make some progress here. Yeah. So let me, let me ask you a couple of questions about Jesse then. Um, she's licensed. Yeah. Jesse's licensed. Jesse started with me probably at age 21 and, uh, she's 29 now. So, um, what was she doing I before? Really yeah. It's a funny story. My boss, she had waited on my boss for a long time at a restaurant and they said, come on in and interview with us. And, uh, here she is. I kind of, uh, wow. saw that she had a spark. One of my other great Tim members kind of pulled her in and, she's kind of grown up in the business. So it's, it, it's so fun to watch her grow and help her make a great income and watch her skills improve. Uh, probably this is, that's probably my favorite part of this job is watching my staff grow. Hmm. Um, I'm somebody who has always hired young people. Always. Oh, I, I just generally don't hire experienced employees. What, so what is her role title? I don't know if she's junior or support specialist or what do you, how do you identify her? Yeah. So we're running for the first time ever a two loan officer team. So she would be a loan officer on the Cowart mortgage team and, um, is no, is not inferior to me. Uh, maybe a little bit more internal loan officer than me. Cause I tend to be in charge of the relationships, but she, we're encouraging her to go ahead and continue to reach and make relationships as well. So this is a, she's a commission employee. Uh, so she would be paid a percentage of the BIPs available. So I would decrease my BIPs and she would take a percentage. So it's a pretty traditional setup. Yeah. And so right now she's handling about 50% then of your business. That's correct. That's a change. And uh, it is weird to think that there's clients. In fact, just recently I walked into a loan appointment and I, I just wanted to say hi because my name's on the door. <laughs> and they not only did not know who I was, they didn't want me in the room. And, uh, even though all of the materials say the coward mortgage team, Jesse's their person. And I find that so true that whether you work at Wells or you work at Joe mortgage, they just want to know who their mortgage person is, uh, who their loan officer is. And uh, I think sometimes, first of all, I think that's good news for someone who works at Wells because they probably don't care that they're at Wells. (laughs) At least I've found that. And that's also good news if you're, no name mortgage company. They just want their person. Yeah. People want a guide for sure. Um, but was there any kind of, um, <sighs> scripting articulation or like, you know, introduction, a, a process for, um, introducing Jesse, uh, on your team. And what I just to give you some context is, you know, I've heard in the past where loan officers are trying to build teams and, um, you know, they have somebody like Jesse, whatever, now start to interface with agents, for example, and some agents get their yeah. feathers ruffled. So did you have to address that at all? Um, because she's been with me for eight years, they yeah. already knew her. But yeah. I will say we have not done a great job of rolling out, hey, 
Now, that's not quite true. I don't have a lot of accounts, and I have met with a lot of them and said, hey, I am trying to change this year. And just a heads up, some of your customers will be meeting with Jesse. I'm 47. Jesse's 29. I'm male. She's female. I've found that actually it's a benefit because I will actually have agents say, I think this person's a better match for Jesse. They should go to Jesse. Mm. Um, and wow. so, you know, let's say that they had a client that someone with my personality wasn't a good fit for, I think having a second loan officer, rather than sending it to a young female somewhere else, they're able to still keep it within our team and Jesse can help the customer. So, so far it has been a great decision. That's awesome. Good for you, man. And then of course, kind of the idea behind that is, uh, this frees you up, right? Give you some breathing room. And I mean, what do you do with the extra time? Are you, are you, yeah, well, you know what I mean? Talk about that. That was the idea, Jeff. That was the idea. I I think I, uh, just for the listeners, we had chatted before we we talked and, uh, we normally help about 75 customers will call us a month and that's not internet leads. That's not Zillow. That's true. Organic, you know, Jeff gave me your name. I'd like to talk to you about a mortgage and, uh, we're up to, I think we just hit 145 this month. So we, uh, uh, it's it's been warm in Richmond, and so we didn't get the winter lull. Um, we always get a bump right at the beginning of the year with New Year's resolutions, and then with the drop in interest rates, um, it it has not worked out that way. Where we're all holding on by the seat, just trying to return phone calls. So I will let you know what it looks like in a normal month. But so yeah. far, I'm I'm really glad she's here. Otherwise, I don't know how we'd be doing it. Okay, cool. Well, good, good for you, man, to have the courage uh, to do that. Um, so let's talk about the referral partner situation for a moment, because I don't see it sure. written down, but something tells me, tell me how many uh, realtors you have as far as referral partners goes. Yeah, I was a um, core uh, loan officer for about five to six years. So I really love that training program. It's made me who I am. Um, they have a great graph called the account pyramid where basically you start people at a very uh, young relationship and you move them in a more graduated uh, um, relationship over time. And therefore you get more referrals from those accounts. Sadly, my pyramid is <laughs> just up at the top. I, uh, I think I probably have six big referral partners that are realtors. Uh, maybe four that refer sometimes. And then just from doing this in this town for 18 years, I have a lot of people that just occasionally will send me somebody. And then I now have two builders I work with as well. So that's it. Okay. Of the 145 organic referral partner driven leads coming into your pipeline, can you give us kind of an assessment of like where they come from based on that pyramid? Like how many from that top six, et cetera? Yeah. You know, through that training program, I learned to know my metrics. I know that very well. It's 30% builder. Mm -hmm. It's going to be about 30 to 35% realtor. And then the remainders are going to be a mix of past clients, past client referrals, or what I call kind of business sphere. This could be Mm -hmm. sphere of influence. This could be, uh, divorce attorneys or, uh, networking groups, um, that sort of thing. So it's, it's very close to a 30, 30, 30, if you will model Jeff that I'm yeah. running with builder a third, realtor a third, and then, um, past clients, sphere of influence and business, uh, 
relationships. That sounds like a nice diversification, right? No risk exposure to not too many eggs in one basket. That's, that's the exact idea. The, the challenge can be if you choose to enter the builder space, which is, mm. I, I mean, I would, if anyone who's listening wants to talk about why not to go in the builder space, I would love them to call me. I'll tell you many reasons, uh, but it can take you over. And I've seen a lot of lenders be over-reliant on builder business because it's the loud chick in the nest that's screaming the loudest mm-hmm. and you keep feeding it to the detriment of the other items. That, it, that's a real risk, uh, a real risk in our business. Yeah. And so my style is, I don't want to just leave that there. I want to like unpack that just a little bit. Um, yeah. cause I talked to a loan officer just the other day, she's in orange County, California, and, uh, she has experience in the builder sector. She did it for quite a long time, but then got out and now coming back in. And that's like her number one focus. So for those that are listening and thinking like the, the builders are it because they're tired of realtors and all that stuff. Right. What advice yeah. would you have for anybody like eyeballing the builders thinking like, man, if I could just get that, that's the sweet spot, fish in the barrel. Right. <laughs> Yeah, great question. Um, well, first of all, know that I run um, the company I work with. I love my company. It's NFM Lending, and they run more of what we call like a P&L branch model. So I have control over profitability. I really care about pricing and how we price and the profitability of our loans. So I, I probably feel it more than a company where you're just a loan officer. The truth is the builders want a piece of your pie. And we're having to surrender money to builders to help towards closing costs so the client will even call us. Now, if you could find a builder that would pay for all of the closing cost incentives and not ask you to contribute, then this whole piece of what I'm going to say wouldn't matter. But it's a low revenue. Um, Now, the loan officer of me loves it because I get a commission on it, which is consistent per, you know, Dodd-Frank. But from a company standpoint, when you're giving away money to these builders consistently, you do need to know this is a low revenue um, mm. relationship. So that's okay. one warning. I, I think the other problem I have is the sense of competition. Uh, the site reps tend to think that they own you mm. and tend to think that they can do or say whatever they want to say to you because if you don't answer, I have two other people that will. And I, I've always called the relationship very much um, – like an abusive alcoholic relationship where (laughs) I'm never quick enough. I'm never low enough. I'm never good enough. Um, I often have found that sometimes I'll even just get blamed for stuff that I didn't really, it fell apart, but it wasn't because of the mortgage. So you got to have tough skin if you're going to work with builder. And I've been doing builder now for probably 10 of my 18, well, probably more than that. And, um, our saying is water off a duck's back. You just can't let your feelings get hurt because it is a, um, it's a real punch counter punch world working with builders. If you had to choose between giving one business source up builder or realtor, oh, great. which one would it be? It would be builder, builder. And, and my team is saying to me, and I don't know this, you got to remember the loan officer needs to remember that behind them, there's so many people who touch the file, but these files I'm being told are taking two X, sometimes three, the amount of time of a traditional purchase file. One, because they happen over six to nine months. Mm-hmm. Two, because you have to double process them. You have to double underwrite them. And candidly, you have to double originate them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm being told that even though builders are 30% of what we do, 
that my team believes it's taking 60% of our time. So when you combine that with the low revenue generated by having to contribute to the closing costs, I just really question that. I think my model works, which is that 30-30-30 keeps its spread. Um, So I can still, because look, the other thing that happens, Jeff, is a lot of those clients may be introduced to you, but not buy with that builder. Yeah, That happens all the time. Mm -hmm. Or decide they want resale. So the builder knows that too, and they know, and that's why they want you to pitch in that these are introductions you wouldn't get. And so at the end of the day, I'm, I'm glad to have builder. I plan on keeping it, but these loan officers, we all need to be real careful because that can take over your business. And look, one, one owner of a company changes his mind and you're, you're gone. Yeah. It's scary. I do see some, some parallels, right. To the agent relationships. Uh, but, um, Okay, that's good. Good advice yeah. on the builder stuff. Yeah, um, thanks. Okay, so let me ask you. Let's go back to the leads, the referrals, and all that kind of stuff. One hundred and forty-five in your pipe, right? Generated from from past clients, fear of influence, realtors, all that. Uh, let's take realtors for a second, because right, I do these various informal polls, and I ask the audience and you know whoever else say, hey, hey you know, what's your one focus for this year? And I will tell you that over eighty percent of the responses come back like, I want to get better with agents. I want deeper relationships. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Would you say, oh, yeah. no? <laughs> no, I said, yeah. I, I was oh, yeah. talking to one of my coworkers, and he's like, I'm going to talk to 60 realtors this month. I said, that sounds terrible. You know, I can't believe you want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So go on. What's the further advice? Why is that? What would you, how would you advise him? And hey, you got a team member sneaking in right behind us. <laughs> Hi, guy. Or whoever that Come is. On in real quick. I will tell you. Let's have you know, a meeting. Jeff, one of the things. One of the things we talked about, um, these, these two ladies have picked up the phone with these 145 leads that have come in. This is Brianna on your left and Mary Margaret on the right. Uh, these, I'm proud to tell you where you're headed. Yoga. They're going to yoga. Uh, so, no way. Um, I'm jealous. Now, what, what time did you come in the office this morning? They were here before 7. So, But one of the things we're doing this year is really trying to have accountability within our team to use the mortgage lifestyle to our advantage, which is we're not in a formal corporate setting. You know, you can wear yoga clothes and if you want to come in at six and kick out at four, then that's fine with me as long as customers are happy and we close on time. So uh, Mm. have a great day. Thank you. I'm going to turn off my phone. Okay, yeah. do that. And then make sure you look at your email category. I will. That's awesome. I will. Bye. See you later. Bye, guys. That's awesome. Okay. Okay, thank you. Wow. So, um, yeah, no, I, um, you know, I, I would rather go deep mm-hmm. with big realtor partners. I have a team. I have six. So I'm the six. or six of us. Two fronts. You just met them. Yep. Two front loan partners. There's two loan officers. We talked about me and Jesse. And then I have two full-time processors. We have gone old school processing. And Jeff, what that means is when I give you that loan, I don't want it back. You know, unless it's on fire, this is your relationship. You update the realtors, you, you talk to the clients and, but I'm designed to do 20 loans a month. So that has, they can handle it. It's 10 loans per. So, uh, so versus a processor who does 25, 30 a month but has to depend upon the originator to do this, do that. We've gone, I just feel like it's not efficient. We've gone to an old, old style processing this year, but yeah, I have fewer realtor accounts. They're teams. Hmm. I think teams appreciate teams. Some of my good individual realtors don't like my team because they don't get me. 
Right. A, a team appreciates that each person does a little piece of it. So I would, if I was a single loan officer, I would go with thing after single realtors. And if you're a loan officer who's a team of three, I would go after a realtor who's a team of three. I'm a loan officer who's a team of six. I tend to look for bigger realtor teams and really pour in. They actually don't have a choice. They're going to work with me. It's just when. Because um, I'm just going to keep talking to them and keep calling them and keep sending them a video. And But, I, I, you know, you don't need many. I think you need five good realtor teams and you're rolling. Uh, so, so of the five agents, uh, let's just call these elephants or whales, whatever. Um, I'm trying to get a sense of like their volume. Are they with the mix of listings versus buy sides? Um, do you tend to more work more with the buyer's agents? Are you, and I'm going to throw a lot at you and, and are you entering the discussion? If you're marketing or prospecting to a team, are you starting with a listing agent? Cause they, they tend to be the, the chief, you know, yeah. all that. Yeah. I think, yes, to everything you just said, I, my relationships usually with the chief who usually does the listing, mm-hmm. um, I am making sure that all six of us meet with all six of them. I think that's a key tip. Mm-hmm. So your whole if team. they're like, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, Greg, mm-hmm. come, come meet with our team. I'm going to roll in with all six of us. Okay. Um, we just had an issue where one of our, uh, real partners struggled with addendums. Mm-hmm. And my processor came in and said, Hey, I, I've designed an email to show them how to do addendums. And I was like, no, you're not sending that. You're going over tomorrow morning with coffee and you're going to sit down, you know, cause uh, my team's great. And the more I can leverage how great they are by getting them in front of the realtor partners, they're not even, they don't really care about me. They care about Brianna or Mary Margaret. So, um, so yeah, so I generally will go after the listing agent, keep that relationship. But when we're picking up the phone, you're right; it's the buyer's agents who are calling me. They're often more of a beginner. Okay, so so a common um, issue I hear from my listeners, and I know you've dealt with this in your career, is the when you are pursuing these teams or listing agents per se, or you're trying to cross sell listing agents. That's the usual knee jerk reaction: is Hey, I'm just a listing agent, right? So. Any advice for how you market to a listing agent, be it, be, be it on the other end of a transaction, because you know they, I mean, their sellers need to buy, right? Um, or, you know, how, any general advice in terms of, uh, is it a different approach to listing agents? Um, well, I think, you know, if you're unhappy with your realtor number, the first thing that loan officers miss is they think that all realtors are the same and they're mm-hmm. not. The 80-20 rule applies. So, uh, you know, whether it's, I can't remember which one we're using the name of it, but you've got to research these people ahead of time. Don't just call on somebody because they're on the other side. Look them up. I mean, how many transactions have they done? Where they buy? Where they sell? Do they have a team? Stalk them on the internet. But really, and what we're doing is I'm asking those two women you just met and the processors, we get together once a month. Who did we work with this month that we liked? Mm -hmm. Because you get a feel for these agents. They're either bossy, some of them really know their stuff. And so we'll get together and say, all right, we did 20 deals. Boy, these two, we really like, let's, let's research them. And this is where I'm going that it's much more contrived that we're going to go after them. Uh Right. So I'm doing the gifts. Uh, I'm doing the, would love to get an appointment, but also, you know, I think what we miss is the human condition that we're all habitual creatures. And so I think if you, as the loan officer like myself, will just call and not call and ask for business, but just call, Hey, Jeff, it's Greg. Hey, 
you know I'm interested in working with you. I just call him. Do you have any mortgage questions I can help you with right now? Cool. Awesome. And, and you know what I find so often? They'll say no. And then I'm like getting ready to hang up. And they're like, wait, wait. There's one thing going on in one deal. What do you think about this? Mm-hmm. And now we're in conversation. Cool. I'm, I may call from time to time. See you later. Chick. And, yeah. and so I don't even like ask them to dance with me. I just call. Be of service. That's right. That's right. Be of service. Yeah. Um, and I may have Mary Margaret go deliver them um, Chinese lunch for no reason one day. I mean, you just assume that we're going to work together. It's just when. Well, I yeah, have people, a great lender. Awesome. It, it, let's not forget, there's a certain amount of courting that has to happen. No doubt. You know? No doubt. That's right. And That's people right. tend to like overlook that or forget it or, or in today's world of like short attention span and everything's rushed, you know, they skip that. That's that's right. And here's what the truth is. We're all horrible at follow through. Mm. So the more you can qualify the realtor partner ahead of time mm-hmm. and only have fewer you're targeting, the higher the chance of follow through because we're all so short attention span that we think that I can make a call. It's going to turn into referrals. No, these are, these are three, six months. Look, if Jeff, if you go after someone as great as you are in six months, they will be referring you. It's a given. Yeah. So right. now it's just who you're going to go after. Now that yeah. feels a lot better, doesn't it? Yeah. It feels I mean, like more like you're in control. Yeah. To have certainty. Yeah. And that's a, that's a mindset, by the way, that you have. Um, not everybody is there yet, although they could be, but however, that's the right mindset to have. Um, do you utilize like bomb bomb or anything like that during a transaction if you, or afterwards, uh, for that listing agent, let's say, or any agent that you want to market to? This is something we're trying to do right now. The 145 leads have us a little sideways. Here's how I tell my team just to give you a nugget. I, here's my two cents. Any phone call with an inquiry is a, is a failure. And, and that's a little strong oh. failure, but basically mm-hmm. it means that I haven't told you the answer, Jeff, yeah. and it means that you don't know what's next. Mm-hmm. And so what we're trying to do is we've learned how to incorporate BombBomb into Outlook this year, and we're trying to have, you know, here comes your appraisal, and now you've got to sign an appraisal form for any lender and send it back. Well, we're trying to do, me and Jesse will sit on camera and just do a very light video. Hey, you've just received your appraisal. You're getting this video. That means that everything's okay. Mm-hmm. But you paid 500 bucks for it. Let me give you 45 seconds on what's in an appraisal. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, we're done. Call with any questions. Congratulations, your appraisal's in. So we're mm-hmm. trying to, I, I'm just starting to realize my emails aren't getting read, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've told someone something. <laughs> They're saying they didn't find it out. And there's a disconnect there. And the disconnect is I'm using a tool that's not working. People aren't reading emails. Or, or there's the, yeah, do they understand contextuality over, over just a, a text over message? Yeah, over an email. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. right. Um, that's really cool, man. I like that. Are you um, actively pursuing any new agents at this time, or are you just sitting tight on the ones you have? Um, you know, I think for my beginning loan officers, and I mentioned to you that I have made changes. I used to have a branch. So I used to have four or five loan officers who worked here, not for me and my team, just within my branch. I've since decided I didn't want to do that anymore. And starting about four or five months ago, I'm just focusing on myself. And that was a very hard decision that came a lot of um, introspection. And anyway, um, 
Ask the question again. I got lost. Are, you are there any, are you, are you pursuing any agents right now actively uh, marketing? I am now seeing the always be selling kind of always be courting mm. that I'm not doing it enough. And I do have a couple of agent teams that have been huge contributors in the past who are falling off. And when I call them and I'm like, Hey, are there other boyfriends or girlfriends? They're like, no, uh, -uh. we're sending you everything we got. And I'm like, Oh, and I'm like, I guess you're just doing a lot more listings. So what I am realizing is as I've gotten older in this business, my agents are becoming more listing agents. Mm -hmm. Sure. I need to be, I do. Yes. We have committed to restoring the account pyramid a bit more and to uh -huh. start moving some folks up. And so what we're talking about today, I'm excited to actually go make some new relationships. Hmm. And what, is your approach when you say go make new relationships, there's like, you know, 50 different ways we could do this. I'm just curious while we're on this thread, what does that mean to you when you say go make new relationships? How would that look like if I've shadowed you for a day, what would that look like? Um, well, one, it would look like like Friday today, we did our realtor update calls. So it would look like when I call the selling side, I'm much more likely to um, be open to relationship. Mm -hmm. and really listening to Jeff mm -hmm. and maybe asking that extra question to see if, if this is one relationship. So I am using the transaction to date around. Mm -hmm. And then I think just the awareness that in this year, we'd like to add two additional realtor teams to our, our trusted group. Um, I just was at lunch with one of the realtor team's head. We went to a Thai restaurant and there was a guy that I thought I wanted to court and he on his own brought him up. And I learned that this is a internet guy and I've decided I don't do internet realtors. Uh, I've done it. I've tried it. I don't do it anymore. If you want someone to be your filter and call all your leads and give you out of 112 that work, I'm not, that's not a job I'm interested in. Anyway, I didn't know that that was the way he ran his business. And now I doubt I'll be pursuing that realtor. So, hmm. um, I think it's one awareness and then two doing the research. I know the realtors in town. Yeah. So I will, once these leads die down, I'll spend some time kind of seeing who's, who's, uh, who's out there and who's sending what to what. Sure. Do you happen to, uh, like with your core group, your top six realtors or five or six, um, do you, uh, intentionally, you know, plan on business planning meetings with them either as a group or individually yeah. quarterly, something like that? I do. I do. I would say quarterly. I would encourage loan officers to do that, not through a desk. I mean, I just had a good realtor partner, John sitting here and, um, it was a funny meeting because I, he, he went through his 2020 business plan with me and it took like an hour and I gave him feedback. It was great. And I was all ready to give him mine. And he like shook my hand and kissed me and walked out the door. And it's like, Oh, <laughs> this wasn't that. This was just him. <laughs> it's all about mine. you, man. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, I, you know, if it's, it, I, I would encourage one officers to say, Hey, let's go take a walk. Uh-huh. Let's go to a park, take a walk. Let's go bike together. Um, let's play tennis, squash, a, racquetball, whatever the yeah, thing is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the more we can let them see us outside of this stuff, this, yeah. Death, yeah. you know, I think that that's really been a breakthrough for me to make deeper relationships. 
there's not a realtor I work with that I haven't been in their home. Really? Yeah. Even the ones on the lower end of the uh, pyramid? No, no. I, oh, me. the top my pyramid. Upper, my upper pyramid. Yeah. And right. uh, for the first time this year, talk about breakthroughs. I have this whole thing where I keep my personal life separate from business, but I actually did my first ever big party at my house and uh, had all my realtors come over. And that was something that was really scary for me. Um, and and it, went, it went all right. It went well. So uh, we're going to try it again next year. Well, no, you, you raised such a great point there, though. I, I love how you articulated that. We need to let the realtors see us outside of the business environment. By the way, golf is a great way to accomplish that. No doubt. You cannot yeah. find anyone to play. I do play, and I'll buy the, um, you know, the tournaments. Yeah. I can't find anyone to go golf. Really? Oh, wow. Here That's in Richmond, yeah. I, I, but uh, now we've got all these top golfs and these golf yeah. in a box. That's places. an easier so, way to do it, top golf, yes. It is. Because that's an yeah. hour versus like five hours, you know? <laughs> it is. It is. With a plate of appetizers and a right. uh, glass of wine, too. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm glad we hung out there for a while because, you know, there's so much um, attention around uh, technology and online and internet leads. And I do think it has its place. But my advice to, and, you know, you're well-seasoned, um, my advice to loan officers is, you know, don't get lured in by that. Uh, I tend to fall back on the stats. So let me just throw this at you, right? You know this as well as I do. So uh, in the U.S., there's roughly 5 million transactions a year, according to the NAR, home purchases. Well, according to the NAR, uh, realtors uh, are involved with 80 plus percent of those. So that's a pretty huge number. And yes, we, we want to, when possible, get to the customer first. However, I like to get in front of the flow of a wave. You know what I mean? And how much of that wave can I take off? Can I grab for me as that wave is passing by? And somebody was just sharing this with me the other day. Tell me if you agree with this is the referrals, all the mixed emotions that come with referrals and realtors and all that kind of stuff. It is still your highest profit, um, lowest effort, air quotes. I'm not saying it's easy. You don't have to work for it. I'm saying it's a different sale than an internet lead, all that. Um, And it's your highest ROI uh, and probably best future referral source. Um, the referrals versus cold business. Agree. And my favorite, like on my team, we're all about past client referrals. Mm-hmm. We're all about um, past clients coming back. But I got to remember, every one of those probably came from a realtor in the first place. Yeah. So to your point, realtors are also giving you the gift of future business aside from just that transaction they're giving. Yeah, that's where this is at. And could you be a mortgage person and not work with real estate agents? Most definitely. Um, I would ask why. Um, and if you say I don't like realtors, I would say there's probably 5,000 of them in your town. Keep keep looking. There's some <laughs> real winners out there. Um, but there are a lot of pretenders, no doubt. Um, okay, we'll just leave it at that. I was just going to go. Time to get off that thread. All right, I'm looking back at my notes here, see if there's any last points I want to make before I set you free because you got 145 leads to follow up on. <laughs> yeah, it's a good it's problem to have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where, where are you at now? Let's just close it out this, this, at this point. You're at how many years in the biz now? 18. 18 years. How, how much longer do you want to be in the business? Man, that's a really good question. Um, you know, I go through love and hate with this business. I think a lot of loan officers could relate to that. Yeah. As I'm in year 18, I, I, uh, I really love it. Um, I love it for what it's able to help the people who help me, 
do in terms of their income and their quality of life. Also remember, Jeff, we help people through a really stressful transaction mm-hmm. that they're only going to do four times in their life. I mean, I come from a counseling background. I used to be a school teacher. I've got a master's degree in counseling. This is my helping profession. Yeah. I mean, this is how I see it. This is how I love on people. And, um, and I get paid really well to do it. And I get to run my own business. So yes, it's a hard business. But if you're in it, I just think you got to be so grateful now be careful. It will eat you up. And, you know, I, you and I have talked to touch about this year. I've got to find uh, a way to do things different and work fewer hours. More is not better. I, if these loan officers are looking at me and saying, oh, he does 200. By the way, there's a guy who does 600. But 200 is no better than 100. It's all the lifestyle. And I think loan officers, especially in the early years, think that it's all going to be so much better when they have more more units, you know, I would tell them not at all. In fact, it gets worse sometimes if you have more units. Pick your lifestyle and then reverse engineer how many relationships and how many transactions it takes to live that lifestyle. But be careful about thinking that more is going to be more because Mm. I'm actually this year, I think I'm learning that more is less Mm. And, and, and that less is more. And I actually want less this year. I want less relationships. I want less employees. I would say I maybe want less loans. The problem with 145 leads, I really want 50. Yeah. I want 50 leads and 100% conversion. Right. right. Or, <laughs> look, what about 20 leads and 20, 100% conversion? I mean, yeah. that's really mastery. So, um, mm. yeah, just, you know, I, but I, I want to stay that's in it because I think it keeps teaching me so much, you know. But to answer your question, if I got another 10 years in me, I'd be surprised. Uh, this is a high burnout field, but I am open to, if I can learn to um, adjust my expectations a bit more to be much less unit driven or income driven and much more quality driven. Like that's one of the things I've loved about talking with you is you really take the time to connect. You're a gifted listener. And if I'm getting so busy that I'm not doing that, I'm too busy. Mm -hmm. And honestly, looking back over the past couple of years, I've been too busy. Um, so let's slow it down in this weird world. In some ways, the less you do, the more you'll gain. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's kind of where I am. Yeah. I love that. That's great advice, man. Thank you so much. You answered that perfectly. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks for getting the opportunity to answer it. You're such a good listener. Oh, thank you. Uh, this for me, it's, it's a labor of love to do this. You know what I mean? It's kind of a passion play. It's not like I'm getting, you know, paid, uh, to conduct these interviews, but it's, it's the pass through pay it forward thing that happens, you know, in the industry, that's the reward. So, um, well, it's been great meeting with you. And I, um, when I go on my walks or bike rides, I love to listen to these kind of podcasts. And I'm sure there's so many people that really, you're changing lives by just letting us talk to each other in this weird third party way of talking through you to each other. So yeah. thank Ho- you for all you do, man. Yeah. Hopefully we'll meet up at an event in the near future here. Um, let's great. do this. I'm going to let you go. Cause I know you're busy, but if anybody does want to reach out to you, what would be the best place to do that website, email, what do you suggest? Yeah, that's great. My name's Greg and my last name is Cowart with a T. So C O W like a cow and then art class. Just go to my website, look me up. My cell phone's right there. You can text me or call me. I'd be happy to answer any questions anybody has. That is a funny thing about this business is whether it's core or you here today, we're all on such an island, but yet I do find the loan officer community is really good about, unless it's in your backyard, yeah, right? Because then right. we get a little weirded out. But, <laughs> 
you know, so if a if a woman in Des Moines, Iowa wants my help, uh, why not? So uh, yeah, 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 please, if I can pay it forward, I'd be happy to. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you and listeners. If you like this interview, you know what you do. Hop on wherever you're listening to this. Leave us a review, please. It lets us know that we're making an impact. And so appreciate everybody tuning in and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at MortgageMarketingInstitute.com. Hey guys, what's up real quick. Uh, you've heard about the mortgage marketing pro membership before. And I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it. Agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.